The JLab JBuds line has something for everyone. Like the JBuds Mini, the smallest earbud on the market by a major brand. Fits on your keychain. Perfect for on the go. They come in five amazing colors. Or the JBuds Air Sport. True wireless sport earbuds that have a secure fit, are sweatproof, and have be aware mode that allow you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. With over 44 hours of playtime, they help you conquer the hardest workouts. Use the code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts at eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. I mean, come on, guys. What's not to love? Well, the parts you need at the prices you want, it's so easy to bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. The volume. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to a brand new episode of Snaps, your favorite daily college football podcast. I am one of your hosts, the center of attention, T-Bob Abier, and is joined, as always, by QB1 or QB43. Still very impressive. As uh, We're joined by Aaron Murray, the SC record holder, uh, also number 43. On ESPN's tops, I'll eventually stop saying that, but it's still very cool. Aaron, what's up, man? How are we feeling? You're looking especially professional and put together. I appreciate that. Can I can I add that to my uh, intro for games this year for ESPN? Since I do work for ESPN, yeah. should I have my play by play guy announce me as that when we when I call an SEC game? Is that is that appropriate? Uh, yeah, but he has to make sure he has to make sure that he throws in ranked above Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes because that's just the so truth. You, go, you, you are go. a better college quarterback than Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. I don't know what else to tell you, dude. Mm. If only my uh, bank account would uh, would illustrate that, unfortunately. Yeah, okay, okay. You know, I, I, I've, I've seen Still, the crib. For one reason or another, the bank account seems to be doing uh, just Yeah, well, fun. that's because I, 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 married, you know, I, I right? married a sugar mama. I married a sugar mama. Yeah, that's no, I mean, that, I said for one reason or another, look, yeah. I don't care, dude. I'm just saying, you know, good job. That's QB one. Like that's what you got to do, dude. You got to you got to put that. that you wonder why I got you. the golf polo on right now, T Bob. It's it yeah. snaps straight into eighteen. Come on. Well, she's. I was gonna say you look like right a high now. school PE teacher right now. You look like a very good looking high school PE teacher, but a high school PE teacher nonetheless. I do want to ask the chat right now because I'm I'm still trying to get over this. T Bob um, dipping his toe oh, in the God. water a little bit with his SEC tournament going on right now with baseball oh my god essentially not say saying that you know what i really could care less if lsu wins you know actually i want them to lose i am rooting against my team to lose i want lsu to lose i want them to get smoked i want them to get whatever ruled out what's whatever i want them to go home i mean eliminated are you a fucking idiot no no no. have you ever watched your entire life run roll run roll oh okay okay yeah 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 run roll just a true fan of LSU athletics is T Bob. It's just look. I I mean again. I I, I, I cannot. I mean the amount of just caveman stupidity that I have to deal with sometimes doing shows with you and Jay Kester. I mean maybe this is why you both made it in the NFL. Um, but are y'all fucking dumb? Do y'all think that the same thing applies to players and fans? 
Like, I'm not saying the players don't care about winning today's game. All I'm saying is, if you are an LSU baseball fan, the rest of this SEC tournament, Hoover is Lanyap. Because all that really matters is, do you make it to Omaha or not? And if the question comes down of, am I going to expend resources here to try and go all out to win Hoover or save those resources to go all out in a regional or super regional situation? Absolutely. LSU fans saving it for the tournament. are frauds, are frauds, because it's always, we're going to save up, we're going to save up, we're going to save up, we're not going to go to Atlanta, we're going to save up, we're going to save up, we want to save up. For, no, what, what, what happened to, I'm going to support my team no matter what, and I want my team to win. It's always, you know, once again, dipping our toe in the water, no. scared of the outcome because we don't want to fully no. commit. You didn't want to fully commit in Atlanta, so you didn't no. show up. And the fans felt that because they look up in the stands and it's 85% red and black. And they're like, what the hell? SEC championship game. We beat Alabama and our fans don't even want to show up to go support their football team. Hey, newsflash in 2019. Now we got Hoover. Now we got Hoover and our fans don't even care if we win the SEC championship game. Frauds. Aaron, in 2019, when LSU beat the fuck out of Georgia in Atlanta, it was still 75% Bulldog fans. Because Athens is an hour away. What am I supposed to tell you? Athens is down the road. It's eight hours versus one hour. We're a poor state. Like, what are you fucking talking Uh, about? You're an idiot. Poor state again. Always a poor state. Poor us, Louisiana. We don't want to support our team. We don't want to waste a trip. We'd rather our team feel like we don't give a shit about them. This is such a stupid ass take. No one, look, winning in Hoover <laughs> would be tight, not nearly as tight as making it to Omaha. Everything else this week, land uh, yap. Look you guys up. probably said you won't show up to Omaha. You won't show up to Omaha. You'll make any excuse. All Urban really Central Music. Uh, all Urban Central Music says, uh, fi- well, actually, I lost. Here we go. Uh, fight on. Okay, hell yeah, man. Might have a little SC fan here. Um, wait, was I? Oh, shit. Hold on, I had one more thing to say, and it was based off of something stupid that you just said. Fuck, I can't remember what it is. <laughs> Whatever. The point is, if you like baseball, enjoy it because you get Paul Skeens versus Hagen Smith today, and that's going to be awesome. Oh. And Paul Skeens is always awesome to watch play. And so yeah, I'm going to be watching here in a couple of hours. The point is, though, I'm in that wonderful fan <laughs> zone that every now and you, you, every now and then, you find the zone where the outcome is not life or death. And it's not what you want normally because it makes for boring games, but it's also not bad. Like, I am kind of happy that I don't have to be, like, extremely stressed out feeling like my Friday is going to be ruined based on what happens this afternoon in Hoover. Like, it's fine. It's not a bad place to exist or live at all. True fan. Not a true fan. Oh, what a, yeah, well, I mean, well, yeah, look, there's way bigger LSU baseball fans than me. I'm kind of new to this. Uh, Michael DiVincenzi says Aaron is still bitter about the 2008 Georgia Bulldogs losing the College World Series to Fresno State. I know he never got over it. Never got over it. I wasn't it even a Georgia right fan in 2008. Yeah. I don't even know yeah. if I'd. Yeah. Uh, still, still uh, if anyone could give me a good, a good reason why Georgia baseball has been irrelevant uh, since 2008, I would, I would appreciate that because it's still with the, the amount of talent in this again. state when it comes to high school baseball. We should be decent, and it feels like it's been a long time since that's happened. The Braves, look around you. What, what SEC that? schools? What SEC schools have the most successful programs? The ones where there's no other show in town. Okay, go watch a game in Starkville, Mississippi, at Duty Noble Field. That bitch is packed. They were awful this year, and they set a national attendance record. Okay, go to Oxford, watch the beer showers. You got. You got is uh, Auburn, Lindsay Alabama Nelson. elite? Is Auburn, Alabama elite? No, they're garbage. Okay, they're, they're, uh, well, they're actually not the garbage. They actually were both really hot the second half of the season and suffered some pretty brutal losses yesterday. But all I'm saying is, is that generally the ones, and I think you'll see this more and more even in the NIL era, where now people can actually invest in the program quite literally monetarily. Like the ones who are going to continue to shine are going to be the ones where. Uh, the community gives a huge fucking is constantly funneling money in there so they get better players, better resource, better everything. It's tough to do that with the Atlanta Braves sucking up all the oxygen in the room. And if you're why, a fan why of isn't baseball, like football, it's probably tough then. to be a fan of why college. Why is football? Because we're football crazy, bro. We only have so much fan with, and we've proven here in the South that we fan can care about 
multiple, and mm-hmm. I stole fan with. I did not make up fan with. I don't know where I stole nice. from. I can't remember, but I did, I did steal fan with. But like we can watch two football teams. I can keep up with that. But even then, people don't really care about the Falcons. People care about the Falcons if they're good. They really Okay. The South cares. I mean, the Saints may be a little bit different, but generally the South likes NFL football, loves college football. The rest yep. of the country loves NFL, likes college. And you have your pockets of, you know, exceptions to all rules. Uh, Chance Babbitt says yes, because Skip Bourbon. That's absolutely why LSU is such a big deal, because he created an entire yep. generation to watch LSU win five national championships in the 90s. Um, mm. uh, what else we got here? Um, yeah, and hold on. How are you even coming at me for like LSU fans don't give a shit when like Georgia fans really don't give a shit if you win or lose? It, you, when I watched the LSU and Georgia what? series in football, in, are you talking no, about when I watched LSU we suck. in Athens this last weekend? I heard more LSU chants and go Tigers chants than I heard anything. I didn't hear a single UGA chant. Lies. I don't know about that one. Yeah, because probably when you guys because you didn't watch a fucking game. That's why you don't like, know. Less about baseball because you don't. But you just talked about football. Fans care about football, yet you won't travel to see championship game. Georgia, yeah, fan, it's a the difference of like, caring about a certain sport. You just admit there is a love of football. Then show up to the damn game. That's all I'm saying. Um, whatever. I'm not. I'm not having this dumbass argument with you. I, I. I once again applaud LSU fans for not showing up last year at the SEC championship. It would have taken a complete idiot to be willing to spend money to travel all the way over there and go watch that Georgia team against that LSU team. You'd have to be really dumb or just like not intellectually honest. You could have said the same uh, thing. You could have said the same thing about Georgia first natty championship versus Alabama. Why the hell am I going to spend all this money to go to freezing ass Indianapolis to go lose to Alabama again? And guess what? It was probably about 70% Georgia fans compared to Alabama fans there. Because yeah, they're because gonna also their damn team. Because no, because y'all are new to this. Alabama's been at this for 15 years now. They've had to basically budget money to travel to wherever the final four is every year for a decade. Yeah, but Georgia still had to pay to go there. So it's not like it was like a free yeah. trip just because Alabama fans are going. No, no, you All still I'm had saying, to pay. Like, no. No. Because yes, Georgia fans are they're not as loyal. No, no, it's okay. This is all new. It's okay. Catch me in 10 years, Aaron. Catch me in it's 10 okay. years. That's Nick Saban's entire fucking point. Building an empire is one thing. Maintaining one is another. What happened when Alexander died? Okay. Look what happened to the Macedonian. You got fucking split up all over the place. You got the Ptolemaic Egyptian empire. We got this dude jerking off over here. It's, it, it, it's completely fell apart. Okay. In the same way, let's see if Georgia can keep this train rolling. I'm, I mean, y'all aren't even going to win a national championship this year. So I don't even know why we're why we're why do they we're have to though? This. Do they have to though? Do, do, does Georgia have to do you consider that it's no. still in the middle of a dynasty? Okay, exactly. Uh, wait, wait, well, so don't yes, act like dynasty. Yes, no. To get dynasty, no, yes, you have to have another championship. No. You don't have to have three in a row. But if you don't win yes, one this year, row. you're going to you're going to be in dynastical purgatory. We do not grant if you the Georgia right to wins dynasty. one in the next three years, and, and they and they make the playoffs in the next. I will two grant the them dynasty at that point. Yes, yes, that's all they need. Yes. Okay, 100%. but you still need that one more. Uh, Matthew says, maybe how many national championships does Lincoln have at USC so far? Let's win one first. All right, let's get into USC then. Um, as there's an article that came out on ESPN projecting the uh, – how, how exactly did they title it? College Football Future Power Rankings Offenses. And they look to project over the next three years – who will have uh, the best offense? And what did you know? Smack dab right there at number one, Lincoln Riley and the USC Trojans, La Petite Trojan Boys. Back up top, you got Ohio State at two, Georgia three, Bama four, Michigan five, which I found to be very interesting. We can get into all that right now, though. Uh, let's focus on USC. And we'll, we'll get to the question we put in the title, man. Look, this all is all very well and good. USC, number one offense projected over the next three years. Do they, is that enough for USC to compete for national championships? Well, yeah, they, they, they were competing for a national championship last year to the last week of the season when they lost the Pac-12 championship. Like they were right in the thick of things. I still think if they would have won that game, 
they're in the playoffs. So, yes, they will compete, especially with the expansion of the playoffs in here. They will compete for championships, but there's a difference between, like I said, competing and actually hoisting that trophy at the end of the season, and you need a little bit more balance. You just can't be elite on offense and bad on defense unless you get some things to kind of roll your way. Georgia has benefited from being elite on defense for the past few years, but have also had things roll their way, a lot of injuries. Alabama loses their top two receivers two years ago. They're without them in the national championship game. Georgia rolls. Last year, Ohio State loses their top receiver, Marvin Harrison Jr., in the second half. Georgia finds a way to win that football game. So, like, they weren't as balanced as maybe you would have liked them to be as consistently. Um, and the defense didn't kind of show up in that game versus Ohio State. But you need a little bit more from the defensive side. I do think that there is an emphasis going on right now this offseason that I am very confident that the Trojans will put themselves in a situation or a position to win the Pac-12 championship, be one of the four, final four teams at the end of the year. But to say that just because you have the best offense in the country is going to make you a team that's going to be the best team in the country, I don't agree with that. you got to have a team that, a side of the football that shows up on the defensive side. And I think they're getting there. I do think they're getting there. But they have to prove it, man. They, they, they didn't show it at Oklahoma when he was there. Obviously, they didn't show it really much last season. They really hit the portal hard, and this is kind of a make-or-break year for them. Uh, I mean, it's absolutely a make-or-break year for Alex Grinch. And, yes, it feels make-or-break potentially for whether or not we believe in Lincoln Riley being more than just a pseudo or, you know, than a, than a West Coast Ryan Day. Because, yeah, I mean, s- semantically, it, it, like, if we just answer the question, of course their offense is enough to compete for national title. We've already seen it. Like you said, we saw it last year. We saw it. Uh, I mean, think about this, Aaron. Has has Ryan Day ever been closer to a national championship than Lincoln Riley has? I mean, Oklahoma had that Georgia team on the ropes that had that Alabama team on the ropes. Like that Georgia team that should have won a national championship over Alabama, if not for just that insane final play from Tuatonga Maloa. Like, that is a Georgia team that was on the edge of losing to Oklahoma week before. So yeah, Lincoln Riley's fucking been there. He's fucking been close. And it's all because of the offense. So like you said, the question is defense. My only thing is, if we use the Georgia offense as the foil for this conversation, like you said, then USC's defense doesn't have to get a little bit better. It has to get a lot better, right? Because the thing about Georgia's defense is it's elite in the same way that USC's offense is. But Georgia's offense is also pretty fucking good. Like, we've dropped a lot of comments here where it's like, ah, USC's defense needs to be in, like, the 70s. Just give me the 70s. That probably wins you a Pac-12 title. That don't win you a national title, okay? If they want to get to national title, you need a top 30 defense, I think. Like, like, like maybe top 50. Maybe top 50. I would say 50. top 50 because of Caleb I think I think I think the difference is at least this year you have Caleb so when you have a quarterback of that caliber and 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 say a national championship type scenario I don't think your defense necessarily has to be elite you kind of let him be Superman and see if he can find a way to win the football game you know Stetson Bennett's great and all but he's not Caleb Williams Caleb Williams will mask a lot of the issues but once again the problem is Caleb Williams is only here for another season you got to figure this problem out going forward yeah, but fuck, but I mean, but I mean, come on, bro. Lincoln Riley's got how many Heisman winning quarterbacks now? And then he also had Jalen Hurts with again, if you look at the Jalen Hurts year, the in the year of Joe Burrow, any other year, Jalen Hurts wins a Heisman. Like, and it's not even close. His numbers were astounding. So Lincoln Riley essentially has coached four Heisman quarterbacks. Like, I, I'm not I'm not worried about him replacing Caleb Williams. He has proven that time and time again. Um, it just comes down to the defense, man, and whether they can be good enough or not. The only logic that I hate, and I see a lot of this in here, kind of like, oh, they couldn't even win the Pac-12 last year. They couldn't even do this. They couldn't do that. Bye-bye, T-Bob, huh? Bye-bye, T-Bob. I will continue his thought, though, a little bit. Yeah, they couldn't win the Pac-12, but I think where T-Bob was going and kind of what I feel is, that was his first year in the Pac-12. Like, let's let's give the guy some slack. You 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 have a roster that is, yeah, you hit the portal pretty hard, but those guys are all learning your system. Now it's year two 
of development right now as well. And I think they've, like I said earlier, they, they've they've done a great job in the portal. They've they've really rebuilt that roster on the defensive side of the football. And I do think if you have a top fifty defense, a defense that is giving up instead of 27, 28 points per game, if you're giving up less than 25 points per game, you're going to you're gonna put yourself in that situation to win a championship. And look at last year, C.J. Stroud versus Georgia. And if, if they would have stayed healthy, a special quarterback and a big-time football game, that's when you let those guys go out there and shine. So I think that's all you got to get them to. Can the defense be three points better than they were a year ago? I would say yes. And then Caleb, in the big-time moments when we need you to be the number one pick in the NFL draft, the Heisman Trophy winner, the guy that's probably going to be in New York again this season, go out there and prove it to the country. That's going to be your moment to go out there and throw five or six touchdowns and, and essentially put the team on your back regardless of what the defense does. It's just a matter of getting to that spot to allow your quarterback to go be special. So, um but when it comes to offenses nowadays, I do think if you had to choose, I think this is part of where the article wants to go to, too. If you had to choose, what would you rather lean on in 2023 and going forward if you did want to have a, a strength of your football team? If you had to pick one or the other, offense or defense, in order to give yourself a chance to contend, I would still lean towards offense. I would lean towards I want an elite offense that I know could score points that could go up and down the field and, and give me average high 30s to low 40s per game and find a way to win a shootout. And I know Georgia's been the back-to-back -back national championships, but those big-time games, it's been Stetson Bennett in the offense that have kind of had to step up a whole nother level in order to win a championship. So uh, I, I think we are still seeing defensive teams are still trying to find ways to keep up with these offenses to keep up with the schematics. And if you have a defense that gives up, like I said, low 20s and maybe even high teens with an elite offense, you're going to be right in the thick of things. Um, okay, so I, I missed part of the conversation there. Uh, I don't know why my computer decided to restart a couple of times. Also, God, I'm looking deathly pale today, dude. The, ugh, the lack of tennis from the ball surgery is just not making me feel good. Uh, okay, whatever. The point is, though, I, I, I agree with you there and that kind of what we were saying. I think you were talking basically about how it's been Georgia's offenses ultimately push them across the finish line being pretty damn good. Yeah. I think USC's defense is going to have to do the same. Um, well, I think they only need to get a little bit better. Like points per game, if they get three or four points better per game, it's not enough it. to win a championship. No, yes, it's it not is. enough. They might win. The, it might be it good is. enough to win the Pac-12. No, might be good enough to win the playoffs. Not good enough to win. Give me, give me Caleb, and give me Caleb in a playoff game, national championship, and I'm putting my money on him. Well, the bottom line is that there's no excuse now because you've given Alex Grinch very good defenders to work with. Uh, you, you've given him multiple all pack, you know, all conference transfers in that front seven. It's completely reworked front seven. The secondary was good last year. The secondary remains good this year. Alex Grinch must have uh, success. Anything else on USC? I feel like I was on the edge of such a good point when my computer were, quit out, and I can't I, remember I what it was. CC, though. Uh, fight on! I'm 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 sipping the Kool Aid. What what's their what is their 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 Vegas odds right now? Do we know Are they they top three or four? I would think. I'm not sure. That's a good. Uh, oh, last question. question. I brought this up. What would you rather have in 2023? Georgia's defense or USC's offense? Georgia's defense, and I don't even have to think twice about it. It's the same exact reason nope. why when we built. The rosters with the USC money the other day on Twitter. Fifth to win the national championship. It's sixteen to one. Um, tied with LSU, ironically enough. I don't know why I did that. Um, uh, I'm sorry. I, you know. Uh, uh, wait, Aaron. What, oh no, no. That, that the Georgia's defense. What is plenty of. I, I want I want to look at who's the outlier relative to their peers. USC is awesome. But I got four of other five awesome championship caliber offers. I mean, look at Ohio State. Ohio State does what USC does every year. I'm not worried about that. The question is, who has a who has a defense even close to Georgia? Like even in the same neighborhood? No one. No one. Even teams that play in the Big Ten don't put up the defensive numbers that Georgia does. 
So it's no like if you're it's why I smashed you when we were talking about um the 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 draft of the players lounge or whatever the other day where it's like you have $15 make your best team any answer that did not have spend $5 on George's defense is immediately going to lose immediately no. going to lose cuz cuz that defense what, think about this that defense failed them that defense failed them two times from a pure value perspective, almost you're talking them. about buying 11 players for $5 versus one player. So already there, that's just like a little gamesmanship. How many points but is USC going to score? How many points will USC score against Georgia's defense? How many points did Ohio State score against Georgia's defense? How many points did Alabama's offense score 20 against 20-something, maybe? 20-something? Right? On a neutral yeah. site. Did yeah. you not watch Ohio what do you State mean? last year? Did you not watch Alabama the year before when they were healthy? What was the final score of those games? Ohio State was in the 40s. Alabama was like in the 40s too. Georgia's offense is the one that had to step it up. Elite no, offenses will like, dominate elite defense. defense. Last year. Huh. Remember that? Yeah. Um, hmm. Defense wins championships. How about that? I mean, Not I don't know what to tell you, dude. Not <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, The only Not team that has ever no. won without like a dominant defense was that 2019 LSU team. All right, all right, all right, all right. That's enough of USC. Are we done with USC here? Yeah, sure. sure okay. Are. Uh, why is Michigan number five on this list? Huh? Help explain that to me. Why? Michigan's well, offense got- is booty. Mmm. I, they're going to return great offensive line play. That's they've, they've been the best offensive line in the country the past two years. I still firmly believe if you have an offensive line, you're going to have a fighting chance to win. You got probably one of the best running backs in the country back. You got a like now a, a, a veteran as quarterback back in JG McCarthy. You got skill guys around him. I, I'm, I don't hate this list at all. I don't like you want to talk about like old school ways to win. You want defense in order to win. That's the old school mentality. Defense wins championships. Well, also offenses, then you should believe offenses that are built from the offensive line, the scrimmage play to the skill position would be more the offenses that would tickle your little tushy over there, T-Bob. And that's what Michigan has done. They've built elite offensive line play with great running back play with a dual threat mentality quarterback. That's a recipe for great offense. It is. And I I don't Uh, hate it. It's not flashy. It's not flashy. But it's ultra, ultra, ultra competitive like and efficient. It's a uh, debate between efficient and explosive. And while Michigan is yes, rarely it is efficient. explosive, Michigan will always be probably efficient. efficient. So the problem there is, while I do appreciate it from an old school standpoint, and I loved watching them just st- the strangle and fucking wrestle the fight out of Ohio State last year. It's one of my favorite games to watch, even though I don't really have a dog in the fight. Um, I think that's a style that is ultimately flawed. I think explosivity, like the more and more we see out of analytics is that explosivity is the way to win games and that you lower, lower your margin of error when you build around that efficiency. So we'll see, look, big year for Michigan and JJ McCarthy. I don't think they're kind of in the same situation as, as USC is like what you do from USC's perspective, elite offense with, with, below average defense can get you to a, a certain point. Michigan in the style of offense you run can get you to a certain point, but then you just, you, you're not going to get by it. Yeah. You can win your conference, but that ain't going to get you a ch- an opportunity to beat Georgia or Alabama or probably LSU. Like they're in a good spot Michigan, right now, Michigan but there's also going to be with that. Michigan could, but Michigan's on the verge. Sure. Michigan's on the verge of getting to be what Ryan Day was at Ohio State. It's great to continue to win, but at some point, fans are going to want more. And if you want more, you're going to have to evolve because that 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 offense okay. is if, not going to get it done. If Michigan fans actually feel that way, though, I'm going to need him to pump the brakes. Like Ryan Day's had like a you know a, a, at least right over now, half I'm a decade of beating the shit out of. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, but I'll be surprised if Michigan manages to rattle off the success in that rivalry that Ryan Day had. Like, I I, I think that rivalry is going to start to go back and forth again, but I don't think you're going to see the dominance that Ohio State had over the past few years. Um, other people on this list, Tennessee at six. Uh, shout out to all of our Vol fans. Andy J, what up, dude? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, that makes sense, obviously. why? How could you not believe in Tennessee after last year? Uh, Oklahoma at seven is mighty interesting. Given old Brittany V, I, uh, like, it's funny because on one hand, we're talking about, yeah, of course USC number one. They have Lincoln Riley. Well, isn't the reason why Oklahoma's on this list because they have Lincoln Riley? Like, are we sure that – I know they are okay last year, but are we sure that this Oklahoma offense is going to continue to be so otherworldly like it has been? I don't think it's is going to be what it has been, but they are – I think this year they'll be pretty darn good. I think they got the quarterback. I think they got the guys around him. You're in a still in a in a conference right now before you go to the SEC that's not um I would say exceptional on the defense side of the football. I think it's gonna be one of the better offenses in the country. Like they, they still got the guys. Like they've they they've recruited to offense for so long. They've stockpiled skill position guys and a veteran quarterback heading into this year. I think Oklahoma was perfectly, perfectly capable of being a top, I would say two or three offense in that conference. Um, okay, so you like them at seven in the country here. Uh, at eight, you well, got the, so you this got the is, Washington. This is the difference. Is it? This is not. This is a projection for the next three years, correct? Not just because this is when we get into an issue right now. Sure. If it was projecting for next season, then the next team that we're about to talk it is about, main, it is mainly is way, way upgraded. Yeah, then this is so a it little is bit mainly next season. season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Well, Washington should be significantly higher than Washington's a top three offense. Well, but then, then I think Washington struggles from, first off, it was just last year, right? So they have no resume that they're yeah. pulling from. And what are they after Michael Penix? Like, I mean, that's where it gets. But then once again, like, are we saying the next three years or are we saying next year? Well, I think they're saying both, just maybe with a bit of a weight on this year, which is how Washington goes from not ranked to number Aaron, eight on this list now. I did read the article. Bob. <laughs> The way T-Bob goes back and forth, it's kind of like, are we talking about next year or in, in for the next three years, how they built their roster? Because um, it is different. Like T-Bob said, like it, they're mixing both into this equation here. Yeah. It's, 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 it's tough. Um, I mean, but actually it's funny because Washington is quite literally the entire open of this article is asking that exact same question. Sure, they look great this year. Can they stay there? We'll, we'll see. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates, to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics NIL deals. JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Aaron, did you already know? I am the proud owner of not one, but two murdered out minivans, black on black on black. You know, we just had the second kid, so we need a little bit something bigger to yeah. get the kids and the dogs around T-Bob, so you got to sell me a little bit more. Bro, I'm telling you, dude, they're incredible. I mean, the, the, the amount of room that you have for activities will blow your mind. You've never experienced anything like it. Plus, you've never felt the true joy that comes from ultimate convenience until you have sliding doors with kids in a busy parking lot. Okay. Like you never bump any other cars. They're amazing. There's like ways to open the door and the keys. It's like, I can open my doors in 18 different ways and they slide. The only thing that feels better is not paying a car note. How do you not pay a car note? You extend the life of your vehicle. And that's where eBay motors comes into play. 
Yeah, with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED lights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, look, guys, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. I mean, come on, guys. What's not to love? Well, the parts you need at the prices you want, it's so easy to bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. I, I don't understand Texas at nine. I thought their offense sucked last year. I, I, I see a Texas football program that has put their first offensive first rounder out since Vince Young. Never forget that. B. John Robinson was the first uh, offensive player drafted in the first round since Vince Young, and yet we're saying they project as nine when they weren't even good offensively last year? Did you watch the TCU game? Did you see what Stetson and the Bulldogs did to TCU's defense? Versus, did Texas looked hapless. They looked hopeless. They looked helpless. Feckless, even. Fuck you, yeah. Texas. You do not I will say. I will say nine. one team. One team that, regardless if you want to say – this list is built for next year, or this list is built for the next three years, five years, whatever. Your Tigers are way too low on this list. Way too low. Because not only they built yeah. this year with Jaden, but with Nussmeyer as the backup quarterback and your, you know, your guy for the next two years after that, easy, easy should be in the top seven. Easy I on both accounts. Next year and for the, the way they built the offense when it comes to guys. You got offensive linemen that are young. Your two yeah, tackles are only going to be sophomores. You got a, one of the best backup quarterbacks in America. You got skill out the wazoo. You got a sophomore tight end that was phenomenal last year in Taylor. Like, how are they not projecting the Tigers as not only a, a top team this year offensively, but going forward as well because of the youth on the offense? Well, I mean, look, let's. I think a couple of things. I think first off, I think LSU being ranked 11, if we still just go back like five years, I think Tiger fans would be like, what? Like, that's what's in our future? Okay, hell yeah. So I don't hate the ranking. I think a lot of LSU fans don't. If I had to guess why it's a bit low, uh, in your opinion, I would say it's because Mike Dinbrock and Brian Kelly don't have the same overwhelming style. It's a bit more in the Michigan vein, right? It's a bit more efficiency over explosivity. In fact, if you're looking for the one why area which LSU must... Uh, Who would you take? Who would you take? Well, that's kind of my, you know, that's kind of my beef with Michigan being so high up there, though, right? Like, I don't yeah. see a lot. I think I, I don't see a lot out of. I think they have a better running back room, certainly a better offensive line, um, but I don't see Not a that much ton that Michigan's doing that much better. What? I think they. Have, I think they have better depth at offensive line. I wouldn't say this. You starting five for five is a significant. You could argue that. I would give a. I would give a major edge to to LSU at the quarterback spot, at the receiving spot, at the tight end position. There's, there's, yeah. there's. I mean, look, no I don't know. Maybe LSU should be behind Michigan, should be behind Texas, should yeah, be behind. Really. For I like for Florida State to add, I, but but at least I would put I would put Florida State. The only people that I don't understand put ahead of them are literally Texas and Michigan. I, I I'm I'm kind of there with you on Michigan, but I, I wouldn't go to the mat. I would only go to the mat versus Texas here. I think Texas is classic. Imagine this: Texas getting stolen valor for stuff they haven't accomplished. Mm. Yeah, uh, I do love Florida State at ten though. Mike Norvell's done a hell of a job. Yep. Jordan Travis is the man. They just add Keon Coleman from Michigan State. They already had really good weapons. Um, can't wait for Week One. Uh, it's a badass Florida State offense. Uh, all right. Anything else in this article, Aaron, before we move on? Nope. Okay. Um, Penn State at 13, a little low? Uh -huh, that's kind of interesting. Um, Andy J. Tex needs to show more uh, before they're on the list. I mean, I agree. B. Morales is a Cooper Manning son at Texas? Yeah. 
Shout out Arch. Hopefully you get it done. We got a lot of Clemson and Cade Clubnick talks. I guess that's the other big talk here. Where is Clemson? Why is Clemson nowhere to be found here when you have Cade Clubnick who looks that he could be very good? And then, um, yeah, so Clemson's not even on the top 25 here, right? Uh, That's... I, that feels a they little hot taking. That feels the, a little uh, hot taking to me. K Club Riley's gonna get if 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 we're saying that Dabo Sweeney has stuck to his guns to his own detriment to the point where it's made the offense really bad the last couple of years, then you also have to get him credit for breaking out of that blueprint and hiring Garrett Riley. I think Garrett Riley's gonna have Clemson as one of the best offenses in the country. Nope, nope, nope. They don't have the receivers, they don't have the quarterback. They don't. They don't. They, 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 but you're not a Clubnik fan. You're kicking Clubnik out of the club? I'm not. I'm, I, Clubnik is out of my club. He, he wasn't even wow. allowed in at the gate. He was turned away, put to the back of the line. Until I, I'm, I'm, I see it, man, he's, he has to take a big – there is a, a significant jump that he has to make. It's not a small jump. It is a significant jump that he has to make. I know everyone wanted to blame DJU for last season. It wasn't great. I'm not going to defend him. But there was was a very basic offense, which you allude to, that's going to be improved this year, at least schematically. Mm-hmm. But there was mm-hmm. no one, there was no talent around DJU that we're accustomed to seeing at Clemson. There wasn't elite receiving play. There wasn't. You had a hard nosed running back. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was your offense. Um, I mean, I feel you, right? You're missing your DeAndre Hopkins and everything you've always talked about. I still think the biggest thing because I don't think they need overwhelming talent though to dominate the ACC I think the biggest issue was that their scheme sucked uh and DJU has made no bones about hiding the fact that he thinks that their scheme sucked now you know granted it behooves him to say so but we will uh we will see but has the scheme changed Uh, that much for the past seven years or has it just been they've had elite players that you don't have to be it's the same thing like we talked about with Jimbo. I mean, like you can answer you that have, better than I could. I, I can't. I can't answer. That. I'm not watching. Clemson unless you now. have elite talent, if you don't have elite talent, you got to mix it up. If you have elite talent, you can just kind of line up and play football. Yeah. So they got exactly. in trouble so I, I feel because like they because I, they won the lineup and play football, but they didn't have the elite talent to do it. So now I feel like they're mixing it up, right? I, I feel like with Garrett Riley, they're going to mix it up and they'll be able to overcome not having that badass talent anymore. Uh, Andy J says, if DJ Uyunglele kills it at Oregon State, what does that say about Clemson? Again, that says that it would have been more of a scheme thing if he does. Not believing until you see it in college football is called being a bandwagoner. That's true. Shadow bearded. Eventually, you do have to take a chance. B. Morale says, Kate Klubnik will be the number one pick in the 2025 draft. How about that? Aaron? No chance. I can't believe people. Love I mean, that after kid. your quarterback top ten list, I kind of think he might have a chance if that's what you're saying. There. <laughs> uh, um, all right. Uh, other news uh, on today's show. So BYU, Houston, Cincinnati, and UCF are set to join the Big Twelve. And uh, there's a really good article on CBS Sports that we went into yesterday. But it just it, it gets into just really looking at okay, how big of an opportunity is this? How big of an upgrade is this? And then it looks into, you know, the raw, there's the raw headline numbers, which are already overwhelming, but then it looks into some of the ancillary details and you start to, I think, get a deeper appreciation of how massive it actually is for BYU, Houston, Cincinnati, and UCF to join. Because I don't know about you, Aaron. I, we got a lot of SEC fans in here. We got a lot of Big Ten fans in here, right? Because we're the ones who care about football mm-hmm. the most, these two conferences. I think sometimes we can look at Pac-12, Big 12, these other places be like, nah, you know, it's, yeah, you joined the Big 12. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. But these numbers are actually way more shocking than I realized. Like, for instance, yeah. if you were one of the schools that was in the AAC uh, the last couple of years, your revenue share from your TV contract, $7 million per school. Pretty mm-hmm. good money immediately now no actually i shouldn't say immediately because granted the new members actually have a couple years they got to work up but let's just deal with napkin math here because it still gets the point across um immediately that will jump in the big 12 from 7 million to 31 million it could depending on everything how it is in a few years even get up to 50 million a year how many of you out there that have to deal with budgets or business plans you're a businessman aaron 
how would you feel if I was suddenly like, okay, you know what? You have 400% of the revenue plus some change yeah. that you were just working with. Go budget now. Like what? Why did they get the they, fucking lottery? But they needed it too. I mean, there's, there's, but with this bigger budget and, and obviously bigger conference comes bigger responsibilities. One coaches, yes. you got to pay coaches more. So yeah. now all of a sudden you, you had a, you know, $3 million for coaches. Well, now that's $9 million because you're a part of a bigger conference. So like that eats into your budget. You have to build brand new facilities because you can't be in a conference a power five conference with group of five facilities. So now you're paying $50 million for a brand new football complex and a softball complex and a baseball yeah. and a basketball. It's so like, you're using it. It's not like you're saying, oh, great, we're getting you know $25 million more or whatever is going to be, and that's going to go straight in the bank, and now we can just start accumulating. Like, No, you have to put that well, to use right now. Yeah, yeah, right you're now. right. I mean, it's, it's, you know, we need to point that out, but I guess I'm saying if you were operating under the assumption that this is just like profit, oh, yeah. then no, of course well, not, great. right? I mean, there's um, – endowments for a reason, right? That's where you stack your cash and you budget off the interest and all these other sorts of things. Like, no, no, any of the revenue we're talking about is immediately going to be funneled back into the school, yeah. but it makes the school that much better, right? So it's yes. like, again, it's like, and, and if you have goals of hiring this coach, keeping this coach, getting these facilities, this is how you accomplish it. But again, it's not, that is just, that 7 million to 31 million is just the TV revenue. It doesn't even uh, account for the fact that ticket prices immediately shoot up to stay on par with the rest of the conference, right? Uh, more season tickets immediately sell. I mean, just interest in ticket yeah. prices and uh, ticket prices and just interest in tickets go up. Mm -hmm. um, naming rights deals, advertising deals get massive increases in value because yeah. the amount of eyeballs that you'll be on TV now that goes up significantly. I mean, think about this, the UCF naming rights to their stadium jump from 560k a year to 1.6 million again a 3x increase simply off of joining the big 12 and joining yeah. a post texas and ou big 12 and yet still their naming rights triple um you're suddenly more attractive to blue chip talent as you're playing in mm -hmm. a premier conference with access to the playoffs and the cherry on top of all of this air talk to me is the big 12 is only going to get better because uh, it was just being reported a couple of days ago, Pete Thamel, finally, we're getting official word that Oregon, and it comes in the heels of ESPN saying, we don't want the Pac-12. We're getting official word that Oregon and Washington won out and they want in to the Big Ten, which means Colorado, Arizona State, Arizona, Utah, these are all some prime, juicy Big 12 targets, which would, again, mm -hmm. only increase the value even more, welcoming in somebody like Coach Prime, Kyle Whittenham, all these other schools. So, I mean, this is just a windfall, massive, massive win that I have not done justice to for BYU, oh. Houston, Cincinnati, and UCF. I think UCF's in a great spot. You know, one, they, they, they had decent facilities already at the Balance House. You're in Central Florida. You're with Mickey there in Orlando. Now you got money to spend. You got an incredible campus. Um, I think they're they're going to use that those resources to the max. And you talk. I, I, I thought of UCF for this reason. You just bought the blue trip players. Being a part of a Power Five, having the money now, because we talked about Florida. Why is Florida? We talked about this a week ago. Why is Florida kind of falling apart? They haven't been able to recruit. They haven't had the facilities. Now they got the facilities that yeah. so they're hoping that helps with recruiting. They got what twenty four seven. I saw earlier today. Have four or five star guys. I'm not saying UCF is going to be like Florida because now they're part of the Big 12, but they will be able to attract a lot of great talent in that state. There's a lot of great resources now that you're part of a Power 5 conference. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's. Uh, I said it earlier, not as a negative thing. Like You do have more money. You're going to have to use it. You just can't sit on it. But that's a great thing. This is what every coach wants, what every company wants. I want more money. I don't want to sit on it. I want to put that money to work. I want to invest it back into the program to make it better, to get more returns later on. So um, it's a great thing for all these these teams, and I'm excited for my excited for the realignment. And you know how I feel about the Pac-12. I'm even more excited that hopefully that thing uh, gets some some more you know prime time news. Yeah, I'm in the not next like you. I, 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 
I don't want the Pac-12 to die, but it does seem inevitable, do. and it seems like we're moving to a power four. Connor says, I don't want Can't it to die to be mean. I don't want it to yeah. die to be mean. I want it to die because they just they keep lying to us. Yeah, that's true. That's like, fair. They're trying they're to lying to us. us pretty hard. They are. Um, Connor says, can't believe people actually think pack schools want to go to the Big 12. Uh, is the Big 12 even Power 5 when half their teams are G5? I mean, it, did last year not close the book on Big 12 disrespect? I mean, you, 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 you want to get on your knees for Texas and Oklahoma? What did they do? They got their ass whipped up and down the Big 12 last year. You're probably counting TCU in that G5 group. TCU just played for a natty. Beat the Michigan Wolverines, big bad Michigan in the playoff. Like, show some fucking respect. So, yeah, absolutely Pac-12 teams want to leave for the Big 12. But you know why? Not for any of those reasons. Because they got money. Because everything we just talked about. They got the TV contract. They got the money. The Pac-12 does not. And like everything else in life, it's all a matter of dollars and cents. Okay, Connor? So just use a little common sense next time you're going to get there, dude. Um, T-Bob, why does Louisville get anything over Houston and UCF? Uh, small market with small fan base. I don't think I... Oh, are you saying like in like recruiting battles? Or like, what are we talking about? Do you, do you understand yeah, the Louisville's, question? Louisville's an ACC team. Yeah, I don't... I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, anyway, good time to be joining the Big 12. Yeah. I got a couple little tidbits to wrap up the show today. Uh, holy... Wilson War. How about it? Did you see this? This I don't have much to say here. Yeah. You know Zach Wilson? Jets backup quarterback, obviously. <laughs> Making life hell for Aaron Rodgers right now. BYU fan, great. Fan of yeah, fan of MILFs. Um, like you, Aaron, yeah. in that respect, I imagine. Uh, but Isaac Wilson. Okay. Wow, Jesus. Um, Isaac Wilson, little brother of Zach Wilson, is officially committed to Utah. Wow, dude, what a Mormon twist. Instead of following a big bro's footsteps, going to BYU, he literally goes to this school that is in the other side of a rivalry called the Holy War. Isaac Wilson has committed jihad against Zach. And, uh, well, I'm excited to see if he's as good as his brother. Because if he is as good as his brother, uh, Kyle Whittingham just got a hell of a player. Yeah. Uh, just hopefully he can behave himself both on and off the field. So I listen, I don't, I don't hate it, man. Go, go make Zach, your own Zach name. Wilson go. getting trouble. Isn't Zach Wilson just like a horny Mormon? Like he does he even horny, drink coffee? Very, very horny Mormon. Uh, I would love, love to be in that quarterback room with him and Aaron Rodgers. Two of the, <laughs> I would say more unique personalities in the NFL. <laughs> he like, Cut forward to after OTAs, you do a jump cut, and Zach Wilson's got like, uh, you know, astrological horoscope tattoos. All of a sudden, his hair is getting longer. He's talking mm -hmm. about hanging out, you know, he's talking about the Joe Rogan podcast a lot more. Um, oh, who's the guy that did the oh, uh, Aubrey Tate, Marcus Aubrey? Maybe I think it's Marcus Aubrey. No, I was thinking of Andrew Tate. Um, I, I, that would be depressing if Aaron Rodgers was a fan of Andrew Tate. I fucking loathe Andrew Tate. If you're a fan of Andrew <laughs> Tate, wake up, okay? That guy's scum of the earth, jail? and I hate what he's doing to you. Is he still uh, in jail? I don't think so, but I never know the answer to that question because there were like four or five stories where it's like, Andrew Tate's out, and it's like, I don't I don't know if he's actually out or not. Um, uh, bro, he's do out you know? Of the jail you know. is his mind, and he's a lot trying to get everyone else to get out of that jail too. Yeah, yeah. I free yourself from the matrix. Uh, is he actually out of jail though? Do we know, or is he still in a Romanian prison for sex trafficking? I'm not sure. I try not to Google uh, Andrew Tate to keep my algorithm clear. Yeah, that's you know what, man. That is smart. Even by oh. mentioning it, we've already fucked up here. Uh, and then finally, we'll close out the show like we do every day, and that is your corn hub. Colonel of the day. And look at that. We got a fancy new corn hub image there. We love it. Uh, we'd like to encourage you all to sign up for the corn hub. There's not actually a sign up. I do want to make a corn hub only fans where all we do is combine like pictures of like us in kind of sexual positions with like Matt rule just signed a four star, but you know, we can't get everything that we want. Um, the cheapest ticket, Aaron to Nebraska, Colorado, hey, a game 
that features 111 Colorado versus what was Nebraska last year? Like three and nine, maybe something like that. Um, a game oh. featuring objectively uh-huh. two all teams. The cheapest Terrible. ticket week one, $400. If you want to go watch that game in Boulder for reference, and shout out to the Omaha World Herald, which seems like a really good newspaper that I kind of started to explore online today. But uh, that's where this all comes from. Uh, that $400 ticket, that's more expensive than the average Chiefs home opener ticket. It's actually more expensive than Nebraska's own hold home opener by 22 times. Uh, it's more expensive than a Celtics Heat Game 5 ticket. It's more expensive than a Night Stars Game 4 ticket. If you're bringing a family of four, so $1,600, that's more expensive than Nebraska's average mortgage payment on a house. How about Jeez. that? A perfect storm of hype as you have Matt Rule and this resurgent Nebraska going against uh, new Prime. mascot Prime. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the Prime effect. You see it everywhere. Hey, you Still know that's on it, Sugar Sugar. How you get so fly? You know you don't know Sugar Sugar. How you get so fly? I redid it today. Colorado, how'd you get Coach Prime? Colorado, how'd you get Coach Prime? Get like Coach somebody Prime. make that and put that over a uh, over a Buffalo AI generate that, please. Yeah, actually, we could easily probably get AI to do that nowadays. Um, I would also like to remind you that Warren Buffett is a Nebraska fan. I have so much evidence I've been gathering here. I've got a picture of Warren Buffett in a Nebraska jersey with a Nebraska football underneath the sign that says invest like a champion today. I've got pictures of him with Nebraska cheerleaders. I've got a video. Do we have a video, Brom, or did we never get it? Never got it. You son of a mm. You son of a bitch. I found a video. We couldn't figure out how to get it to play on here, but I have a video of him in a Nebraska zip-up giving a pregame speech before the lingerie, lingerie Football League Championship to the Nebraska-based LFL team, and uh, he just seems like the man. So you know what? Warren Buffett, Matt Rule, Nebraska. Guys, it's time to join the Corn Hub, okay? Bottom line. Uh, Blake Walter says the winner will be four and eight. The loser will be three and nine. <laughs> I mean, mm. probably, you're probably right, Blake. You're probably right. How you finish, how you uh, start. How about this? Um, is that what you, that's what you tell Sharon? Uh, <laughs> B morale says, what do you think Aaron that Shadur Sanders will do in D one in D one football? What do I think he will do? Um, I think he'll be just fine. I, I, I I'm not expecting uh, a, a, a Sanders for Heisman type year this year. I still don't think they have the roster to support that. But, you know, I've seen enough from him from last year, the highlights from some of the stuff we saw in spring. He's got good skill, man. They're like, he's not, he, he's not been gifted the job because he's his son. He is a good quarterback. Okay. Is he an elite quarterback? Is he, a, like I said, a Heisman guy, a guy that could lead Colorado to a seven, eight win season? I, I don't know if he's ready to maybe make that jump this year, but he's still young. You know, I, I, this is this is a good year for everyone at Colorado to kind of establish themselves. But he has the potential to be a I – w- I was going to say one of the top quarterbacks in the Pac-12 the following year, but, you know, there may not be a Pac-12 the following year. In the Big 12, huh. the next year he could be one of the top guys. God, is it all going to go down that fast? That'd be so crazy. Maybe so, though. Maybe I mean, so. Um I would think All so, right, that'll right? do it for today's snaps. Huge thank you to, um, well, first off, huge thank you to the volume and Con Coward and everybody else for having us here. Uh, a massive thank you to my co-host, Aaron Murray. I'm the biggest of thank yous to everybody who hangs out with us here every day, whether it's in the chat, whether you're listening in the future on podcasts. And um, it just really means everything to us because we love doing this show. And we got big news coming up. We want to keep doing it, right? So we're going to need everybody on board here pretty soon in a couple of weeks. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, the plan for Monday, as it is Memorial, is it Memorial Day Monday? It is Memorial Day. I never know. Memorial Labor Day are interchangeable to me. I never know which is which. The point is, it's one of those Mondays off. Uh, if there is big college football news, we will do a pod. If not, we may chill with the fams for Memorial Day. So we will let you know. Um, and then finally, 
Uh, I want to give a thank you to Ryan Brumley, Paul Ferrington, Adam Grosso, Danny Cardenas, and Pat Gunner, as uh, they do such a great job of helping us do this show. We love you all very much. And hey, Aaron, Aaron, hit him straight. Yes. Huh? How about that? Straight. Is that what the golf guy said? Yeah, birdie boys, birdie boys. Birdie all right, boy. we'll see y'all uh, maybe Monday, definitely Tuesday, for a brand new episode of Snacks. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's Wee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling.